Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and yes, I know 2020 is already a couple of weeks deep, but it's never too late to take a look ahead at the films that are coming out in 2020. So for this list, what I'm going to be doing is is I'm not going to be going over every single movie that's coming out in 2020. I mean, that would just be way too long. Uh, I'm really going to talk about the films that I want to see. A lot of the films on this list are probably not going to be a surprise to a lot of people that listen to me and listen to the shows that I'm on. Uh, but you might notice uh, some some movies left off, or I'm also going to talk about some movies that I'm probably going to see, but maybe not might might not be that thrilled about. Here's the other thing. Uh, the movies on this list that uh, I'm going to mention and talk about, uh, if I do go and see them, and chances are I will, I, of course, will do an episode on it. Something I'm thinking about doing, a uh, little little preview here, is kind of like an instant review. Uh, I'm going to go to the movie and pretty much walk out of it, sit in my car, and just record into the trusty phone here and just kind of give you almost kind of like an instant review uh, of what I thought of the film. Uh, I'll try that for the first couple of films, see how it goes. If it works, great, I'll keep doing it. If not, well... Whatever, right? All right, well, yeah, I mean, we're kind of almost halfway through January, kind of, sort of, but we could still look ahead because there are some movies that are just coming out or going to be coming out very, very soon that I do want to see. First up, 2017. Um, I'm sorry, 2017, 1917. Oh, jeez, that was terrible. Uh, yeah, 1917. I don't want to see a movie about the year 2017. No, thank you. But I do want to see a film about World War I and 1917. Um, you know, it had limited release, uh, I think Christmas. It came out, limited release, and it's now, it has just gotten a wide release. And most likely sometime this week, I am going to see it, which means you will get that instant review. Um, World War One action, drama, yeah, I'm in. Adding Colin Firth, <laughs> absolutely. I definitely want to check this out. Uh, one of the protagonists in the film, um, I don't know the actor's name, but if you watch Game of Thrones, he was uh, Tommond, King Tommond. Seems to be a pretty good actor. I mean, when I saw the trailer for this, uh, I was very, very interested in it. I don't think that, you know, World War One got a lot of play in the movies, you know, throughout the years. Um, pretty much after World War II, uh, you know, World War II dominated the cinema, um, you know, it, starting in the 70s all the way through to pretty much the early to mid-90s. It was then the Vietnam War. But, you know, there are, also, there are other conflicts that we were involved in that really just haven't gotten a lot of attention, uh, World War I being one of them, the Korean War, of course, being another. Um, I definitely want to check this film out, though. I mean, it really, really looks good. It's got a great cast. It's pretty much, it's got a great premise. Uh, you know, it's, it's a British commander, you know, we see in the trailer, a British commander telling two soldiers, you know, and telling, especially one of them, like, you know, your brother's in this battalion, right? Well, they're walking right into a trap. So you basically have to run through World War One to go tell them not to attack, um, tomorrow. So, I mean, high stakes, a lot of action, great drama, great cast. Why not? The other film coming out this month that I really want to see ever since I saw the trailer is The Gentleman. The Gentleman is a movie written and directed by Sir Guy Ritchie. No, he wasn't knighted, but, you know, just really any kind of British actor, director, 
anything. I just give them that title of sir. So, you know, now he definitely did not get knighted by the queen. But, you know, after kind of having a, some pretty good success with the live action Aladdin, which a lot of people are surprised that that was a Guy Ritchie film. Uh, he's returning to his roots with, with a giant ensemble British crime caper film uh, that stars Matthew McConaughey. Charlie Hunman uh, of Sons of Anarchy fame. He played Jackson in Sons of Anarchy. And um, well, he also played King Arthur in that really bad King Arthur film. But, you know, we're going to forget all about that. Uh, you know, and the thing that I think I'm really very excited to see is Hugh Grant basically playing kind of like a slimy degenerate crook. Uh, just really, you know, getting away from a lot of the roles that he typically plays, you know, that lovable Britain rom-coms or he's the prime minister of England and things like that. I mean, he looks like a real degenerate in this. In fact, when I first saw the trailer, it took me a while to realize, I was like, wait, wait, is that Hugh Grant? Yes, it is. And I cannot wait to see it. February rolls around and there's only one film that I really want to see. Now, this film, when I saw the first trailer, I was like, eh, no way. After watching the second trailer and watching the animated series on um, DC Universe, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, I most definitely want to see. Like I said, that first trailer, I kind of had mixed feelings to sort of like, eh, I'll wait for it to stream or something like that. After watching the second trailer and after, and, you know, I have been watching um, – the Harley Quinn animated series on uh, DC Universe, I am very, very interested in, in watching this. Now, here's the thing. In Suicide Squad, I did not like the character of Harley Quinn there. And you know what? My initial gut reaction is, is Margot Robbie is horrible. I don't like her. She butchered the role. But you know what? She's an actress. She's given a role, she's given direction, and she does what she can with it. What I see in this new trailer is, is you know, yeah, she's still with the, oh, Mr. J, and all that, which, you know, kind of rubs me the wrong way. I mean, yes, look, when this character was created all those years ago for Batman the Animated Series, you know, and we had Harley Quinn with her little Brooklyn accent and everything, yeah, you know, it was adorable. It kind of got old quick, and especially after watching... um Harley Quinn, the animated series on, on DC Universe where uh, Kelly Cuoco plays Harley Quinn and just uses her Kelly Cuoco voice. She doesn't put on, you know, oh, Mr. J and my pudding. And all. No, I mean, she just, you know, she sounds like a nut job, but she's not hamming it up in any way. I mean, she really does. And if you haven't seen uh, the Harley Quinn animated series, definitely check it out. Don't let the kids watch it. Don't let the preteens watch. I mean, this is like, uh, it's like almost like an NC-17. <laughs> um, but yeah, after watching the second trailer, I think what threw me off in the first trailer is, is I had no idea who was who. I mean, obviously I knew who Harley Quinn was and, uh, I was like, oh, the chick with the crossbow is obviously the huntress. Um, and, uh, Rosie Perez, I just naturally assumed was detective, uh, Renee Montoya. We get that all clarified here. So the birds of prey are going to be Harley Quinn, huntress, black canary, uh, and Cassie Kane, who, at one point was a Batgirl, um, daughter of, well, I don't know if they're going to be doing that in the movie here, but, uh, you know, in the comics, Cassie Kane was the daughter of, uh, Lady Shiva and Deathstroke, um, and Detective Renee Montoya with Black Mask being the villain. This second trailer was a lot more, a lot more coherent, a lot more focused, and you know what? I am going to be checking it out. March! 
Well, we got a few movies that I definitely want to check out in March. I used to read this Valiant comic just to kind of kill time. It was a decent title, but watching the trailer for Bloodshot, Vin Diesel, look, here's my thinking on Vin Diesel. I mean, you know, the guy, the guy's not going to be doing Shakespeare in the park, okay? You know, I, I think... I think you know what you get with Vin Diesel, and that's going to be, you know, action star, let's not give him a lot of lines, let's not try to make him a funny, quippy kind of guy. Let's have him do some action, let's have him kind of grunt and, 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 and mutter and act tough, and you, you got it. Uh, the premise looks pretty good, you know, unkillable soldier with a past that he doesn't know. I mean, you know, we've seen this story a million times, but you know what? Trailer looked good. The effects look good. You know what? A Vin Diesel action film? I'll check it out. Uh, next up, Quiet Place 2. Have you seen the trailer yet? Go check out the trailer. I am jonesing to see this film ever since Quiet Place wrapped up. I And I was like, they had better make a sequel to this. John Krasinski, stop making Jack Ryan and and make this movie and yes he he is back he he helped write it he is directing it he's directing his wife Emily Blunt in it and i mean you know there's again you know sort of these these I don't know if we want to call them post-apocalyptic, but, you know, a lot of these end of the world or, you know, I guess we'll call it a post-apocalyptic because it's it's an alien invasion. Um, you know, a lot of these films, you know, they're very hit or miss. They could be done very, very well or they could be done very, very poorly. Quiet Place was phenomenal considering that for a majority of the film, hardly a line of dialogue was spoken. This is real acting. To, you know, for me, to convey sadness, joy, sheer terror without making a sound or uttering a word. I mean, that's, that's just brilliance. Um, if you haven't seen A Quiet Place, what are you waiting for? Go out and check it out and get ready because, like I said, in March, Quiet Place 2 comes out and you don't want to miss it. Last but not least, in the month of March, live action Mulan. Now, Disney, you know, is on this big swing now making these live action films. Beauty and the Beast came out, family went to see it, and we were totally, totally disappointed in it. It was, it was pretty much a shot for shot remake of the animated, you know, film with, I mean, I just felt they were going through the motions. Um, half the actors and actresses looked incredibly bored, like, you know, when can I cash my paycheck? And that really soured me to these Disney live action films. Uh, I didn't see any of the other ones. I haven't even seen Aladdin yet, but it is on Disney Plus. I have heard good things about it. I will probably check it out. But when they announced that Mulan was coming out and they said, listen, we're making this, you know, you know, Mulan is a Chinese fable about a woman warrior. Uh, you know, it's a story that's been told in China over and over again. The animated film. You know, Mushu aside, <laughs> um, was pretty good. It was, it was a pretty, I mean, listen, not for nothing, you know, ever since The Little Mermaid, you know, Disney really had a lot of hits with a lot of their, you know, newer animated films, and Mulan is no exception. When they announced that they were doing a live action Mulan, I kind of held my breath, but then they said, yeah, there's not going to be any singing or dancing. This is going to be a martial arts epic. 
There's no whitewashing in this film. This is an entire Asian cast in it, as it should be. And, you know, watching the trailers, I am really, really excited for it. I mean, it, it really looks like this is going to be an epic adventure, and I can't wait to see it. April. And again, one film only in April. And again, the latest trailer sold me on this. The New Mutants. Now, The New Mutants is a film that's been kicked around, <laughs> literally kicked around for a couple of years now. It was supposed to come out a, a year or two ago. Uh, we did get teaser trailers, and it looked like a straight-up horror film, and people were like, WTF? Um, you know, then we had the whole Disney, you know, Fox, you know, all these mergers and, 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 you know, we have the MCU and where, where the X-Men figure into it. And, you know, they rushed Dark Phoenix out there with sort of like, you know, yeah, this is our dying breath. Let's just get it out there and, and make the X-Men look really, really bad. New Mutants got shoved aside. There were rumors that it was going to be a TV series or a made-for-TV movie. I am glad that they I think they did I think they did a little bit of recasting and they pretty much reshot the film. When I saw this trailer and definitely checked this trailer out, I am hooked on it. First of all, I remember as a kid reading The New Mutants. Um, I had been reading The X-Men at that time. I believe I was probably in fourth or fifth grade. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, The New Mutants came out, and I was like, wow, this is like an X-Men comic book for my generation because I get to start at issue one and watch this team develop. And we essentially have that original team with a couple ex- – well, I believe with one exception. Um I mean, you see it in the trailer. Uh, you know, it, it, it starts with them discovering Danny Moonstar, who is who is Mirage. Uh, you know, we see uh, Rain Sinclair, who is Wolvesbane, Roberto LaCosta, who is Sunspot, Sam Guthrie, who is Cannonball, and Ileana Rasputin as uh, Magic. Now, except for Magic, we pretty much have the original team, except in the original team, uh, we don't have magic, but we had karma instead. But you know what? When I saw in the trailer her summoning the soul sword, summoning her armor, I was like, hell yeah, you're putting magic in this film. Um, you know, basically, it's great. It's almost like their origin story. But yeah, there is that bit of horror twist to it. Watch the trailer. You'll see what I mean. It's not like a jump scare, scary type of thing. It's, uh, you know... Hey, kids, I could help you out. Wink, wink. No, I can't. Um, it really looks good. And like I said, this film has gotten kicked around, got brushed aside, got thrown on the back burner, and I am glad it's out, and I cannot wait to see it. Okay, so May is rolling around here. May traditionally is kind of the beginning of, uh, of like, you know, hey, summer movie time. All right. And we're starting off with a Marvel film. And we should all be excited. Yay, we're getting a Marvel film. I'm going to watch Black Widow. But right now, I'm not that thrilled about seeing it. I feel more like I have to see it. Like, I've invested 10 years in the MCU. And hey, let's see where it goes from here. And again, it's nothing against Scarlett Johansson. I like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Uh, you know, what happens to her in Endgame, spoilers, Um you know, is I did not see that one coming. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, this is a one shot film. 
again, you know, you know what happened to her in Endgame. So going forward, we're not really going to be seeing Black Widow. So are we going to start a series of movies with Black Widow and make them all kind of like prequels? I, I, I don't know. Um, I think this was a movie that should have been made a few years ago when Black Widow was really a key part of uh, the MCU. You know, I think now with with her essentially gone as of Endgame, I'm sort of like, oh, why are we getting this now? I mean, it doesn't look like a bad film, but it doesn't look like a great film. You know, starting off the summer, you should be really starting off with like a really high-powered film. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that love the MCU and that are thrilled to see this. And again, I'm not hating on Black Widow. You know, I like Black Widow as a character, but I'm just, you know, I watch the trailer and I'm like, I guess I'll go see it. It's Marvel, you know. I think I still have that mentality that I did, you know, back in the late 80s and early 90s of, oh my God, you know, it's so rare to get a comic book movie. I'll probably never get to see one again, so I better go watch it and spend money so, you know, Hollywood knows that there's people that want comic book films and they'll keep making them. Well, they're going to keep making comic book films. I mean, you know, we already talked about Birds of Prey, uh, Bloodshot, New Mutants, uh, you know, later on in the year, uh, you know, we got some more coming. I mean, comic book films are going to be made. But you know what? It like I said, it doesn't look bad, but I just don't have that same thrill for it like I do, like I did with some of the other Marvel films. And you know, I mean, I think I'm more excited to see Birds of Prey and New Mutants and another film that I'm going to be talking about pretty soon than this one. But that being said, I will go to see it. Also coming out in May. And this is a no-brainer. I am going to see this film, Fast and Furious 9. Yeah, okay. I could hear the jeers and the boos already. Listen, ever since I saw that first Fast and Furious film, I have been hooked. I am a Fast and Furious addict. Yes, I saw Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, I loved Hobbs and Shaw. I've loved every film in this series, some more than others. Yeah, there's some that maybe weren't that great, but I like them none- nonetheless. Fast and Furious 9... We- Directed by Justin Lin. I mean, Justin Lin to me is the guy that revitalized the, the, the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, I can't wait. And we get John Cena. I mean, come on. You know, he's, he's taken over for The Rock. Yeah, it might not be the greatest replacement for Dwayne Johnson. I mean, <laughs> you're really hard-pressed to replace Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But John Cena is pretty good. I mean, I've seen him in other films, especially in Blockers. He is hilarious in blockers. He's going to do well here. I, I just, I mean, I'm, I can't wait, you know, years from now to be, to be doing a podcast about Fast and Furious 25, you know, keep making them. June, and I am really excited for June. Wonder Woman 84 is coming out. And when this trailer dropped, I lost it. I lost my mind. Steve Trevor is back. I mean, come on. Steve Trevor's back. You know, and then, oh, how did he get back? It's magic, okay? This is the world of Wonder Woman. It's magic, okay? Let's not overthink it, people. It's a comic book film. Uh, watch the trailer. I mean, the trailer is unbelievable. Uh, from, you know, from them playing, um, from them playing, um, I'm sorry, for them playing, uh, you know, 80s music and, and syncing up the action to it. 
Uh, you know, just seeing Wonder Woman in action, seeing Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Yes, I'm excited to see Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. I know what a lot of people are saying. Hey, you know, she was in Bridesmaids and she's really wacky. Kristen Wiig is an amazing actress. Is she very funny? Yes, absolutely. Was she funny in Bridesmaids? Yes, she was. Was she funny on Saturday Night Live? Yes, she was. She's also a great actress. Watch, um, Watch Mission, uh, watch The Martian. I always say Mission to Mars. Watch The Martian. Uh, she doesn't have a big role there, but she does do, she does have a serious role there. She has had serious roles, albeit small, in some other films. She can do it. I know people have watched a trailer where, you know, we see her and she's like, have you ever been in love? I'm in love all the time. She's not the cheetah yet. Okay. And, and that character that she's playing there is like that, is pretty much hung up on Diana Prince. You know, she's, when she's saying, when she's saying to Diana in that scene, you know, I've been in love all the time, many times. In fact, right now, she's very smitten with Wonder Woman with Diana Prince. Um, later on in the trailer, we see her much more confident dressing a little sexy there as the, she's going to pull it off. Don't worry about it. I guarantee it. Um, how about Wonder Woman with the lasso riding the lightning? Ah, come on. This is going to be a kick. And if you weren't convinced enough, at the end of the trailer, we get her in the Golden Eagle armor. You know, read Kingdom Come. You will see Wonder Woman in the Golden. I mean, Wonder Woman in the Golden Eagle armor. She's going to have the invisible jet. Steve, come on. This, this, this is a no brainer. This is a no brainer. Now, there's a film coming out in June. And I, and I, and I said, I know I said up front that I'm not going to talk about films that I'm not going to see, but I think people are probably going to be like, why did he leave this off this list? Top Gun Maverick, I have no intention of seeing it. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's too late. I'm just not going to buy it. Second of all, when the original Top Gun came out back in the eighties, there was another film that came out right around that time. Also about fighter planes, little film called Iron Eagle. I am an Iron Eagle fan. I will take Iron Eagle any day of the week over Top Gun. Top Gun to me was a incredibly boring film. I really didn't wasn't that big of a Tom Cruise fan. Uh, you know, give me the Iron Eagle remake. Give me, you know, Iron Iron Eagle 2020. Yeah, that'll check out. Top Gun Maverick. No, no way, man. July. Middle of the summer. Only a couple of films that I really want to see. Ghostbusters Afterlife. <sighs> yeah, the the remake with the all-female Ghostbusters cast. Didn't like it. Not because, oh, it's a bunch of women doing it. I mean, come on. You have Melissa McCarthy. You know, you have you have Kristen Wiig. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, this is some of the funniest women out there. It was a horrible script. It was just painful to watch. I actually felt bad for them. I watched the first 30 minutes of that all-female Ghostbusters film, and all I could think was, was are they blackmailing them? Why are they do- – I watched the scenes with Melissa McCarthy complaining about you know her wonton soup, and I'm like, why is she doing this? Why is she – she's funnier than this. She's better than this. You know, watching Kristen Wiig bumble around, I'm like, are, are, are you kidding me? Kate McKinnon, come on now. You're better than that. Absolutely horrible. But – This Ghostbusters Afterlife is a sequel to the original Ghostbusters series. Now, we don't know a lot about it, except that Paul Rudd's in it. And it's like, okay, Paul Rudd's in a film. I'll check that out. Um, You know, it 
the, the, the trailer, you know, we, we see links to the original team. You know, we see the Ecto-1. Uh, we see the suits. We see the traps. We don't know much more. We don't, really don't know much more than that. I'm intrigued. I definitely want to check it out. Another movie coming out in July, Tenet. Christopher Nolan, action, messing around with time. Uh, no brainer. I saw the trailer for this. When I was watching the trailer for it, I was like, oh, Christopher Nolan, he, he made a, a, a spy movie. Okay, that's pretty – wait, what? Forwards and backwards time simultaneously? What, wait, what? I'm checking it out. That's all I'm going to say about it. August. August is, is about the time when the summer season really winds down, but there is a movie in here that I have been waiting many, many years to see. Bill and Ted Face the Music. When they first announced this not too long ago, I was sort of like, really, guys? Come on. I don't know. I, I, I loved the series when I was younger, you know, uh, Excellent Adventure, Bogus Journey. Hearing the premise of this that, you know, they haven't really saved the universe yet. You know, somebody's going to come from the future and be like, hey, Wild Stallions, you got to save the future. You got to write the greatest song ever to save the future. Can Bill and Ted do it? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, if you look online, you can actually see some production stills from this. There's no trailer out yet as far as I know. But you can see some production stills from it. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. Uh, and again, typically in August, there's really not a lot of great films that come out in August. But this is one that I definitely want to see. And I mean, come on. Keanu Reeves is a hot property right now. So, you know, definitely want to check that out. September. Eh, there's some films coming out in September, but one of them that I definitely, definitely want to see. I know it's not going to answer, you know, the questions of the finale at all. This is a prequel film. <sighs> James Gandolfini passed away years ago, so he cannot be in his film. But The Many Saints of Newark, kind of Tony Soprano's origin story. You know what? I definitely want to give it a shot. I love The Sopranos. It was a great series. Yeah, like just about everybody else out there, you know, that finale, I was like, what? Fade to black? I mean, yeah, that stuff's not going to be answered here, and that's absolutely fine. But, you know, you have John Barenthal and Ray Liotta in a mob film. Come on. Come on. It's a no-brainer. Go see it. October, Snake Eyes. I'm wondering why this is coming out in October. I mean, to me, this is, should be a summer film. But thinking about it, G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, maybe not as popular as some of the other comic book and, and, and 80s stuff that, that's out there. And plus two, you know, I'm sure they're, it's still in post-production and whatnot, so they really wouldn't be able to rush it out in time for the summer. But... I mean, I'll definitely check it out. <sighs> I actually liked Rise of Cobra and Retaliation. They were escapist fun. I mean, again, I mean, you know, they're, they're not going to win Golden Globes. You know, Channing Tatum is, is, is not going to be doing Shakespeare in the park. You know, I, I get that. But, you know, I grew up with G.I. Joe. I grew up watching the show. I grew up reading the comics. It was just, it was a natural for me, you know? And I mean, come on, Snake Eyes is probably one of the most popular characters, you know, in the G.I. Joe universe. And we're getting a film about him, about his origin, maybe. Really not quite sure just yet, but yeah, I am most definitely checking it out. November. 
I was like, okay, what could they possibly be giving me in November? <laughs> well, you're giving me an early Christmas present, Kong versus Godzilla. Ever since King of Monsters came out and they cheesed at the end that Godzilla is going to fight King Kong, I'm like, give me this movie right now. I have to see this film. Um, when years back, when Pacific Rim came out, the first one, because the second one was god-awful. When Pacific Rim came out, I, Diana and I went to see it. And our goal was we want to see giant monsters fight giant robots. Watching giant monsters fight is absolutely incredible. King of Monsters was a phenomenal film. I absolutely loved it. And you know what? It's, it's, it's more, just like that first Pacific Rim film, it's more than just giant monsters fighting one another. There's a great mythology here. Um, you know, and what I like about it is, 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 you know, with, and I'm not talking to Matthew Broderick, you know, Godzilla 99 or whatever the heck that was, you know, giant iguana. No, 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 no. When they redid the franchise, and we had Godzilla way back when. We had King of Monsters. We had Skull Island. I mean, they have been building up to this. Kong versus Godzilla. Come on. You got to go out and see this. December. I was kind of looking through the list of films coming out in December. And I was like, well, nothing here I really want to see. Wait, what's this? Coming to America? Now, if you had asked me about a year or two ago, hey, you know, they're making a sequel to Coming to America. Now, I, I, and when I grew up, when I was growing up, Coming to America, Eddie Murphy was at his height. He was a hot property. Arsenio Hall, funny, funny guy. Excellent movie. I loved it. It's probably one of my favorite Eddie Murphy films. We know that pretty much after that, I mean, Pluto Nash, Daddy Daycare, you know. Dr. Duke Little I did like I, I got a chuckle out of that one but I mean you know he he really he really kind of faded into obscurity there so if you had said you know asked me like if this film had come out a year or two ago I probably wouldn't have seen it um you know and if you had said hey you know December 2020 they're they're, they're making the sequel you know it's going to be coming to the number two coming to America with with Arsenio and, and, and uh, Eddie Murphy I would have been like pass I'm going to pass watch Dolomite Go back and watch his recent appearance on Saturday Night Live. Eddie Murphy's back. Maybe he needed the rest. Maybe he needed to chill with his family, get his priorities straight, get, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. He meditated. He did a juice cleanse. I don't know. I don't know what he did. But is he the Eddie Murphy of old, you know, Eddie Murphy raw? No, he's not. But he's pretty darn close to it. Um, I really feel like Eddie Murphy is back. Dolomite is a sleeper hit. Got to go out and check that one out. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Everybody, from what I understand, everybody's coming back for it. You got Eddie, you got Arsenio. Uh, you know, we're going to have, you know, well, Eddie Murphy, you know, he's, he's no longer Prince Akeem. He is now King Akeem, but we're going to get the former King, Joffy Jofer. He's going to be coming back. Um, you know, <laughs> Mr. McDowell. And his golden arcs, you know, they're coming back as well. Uh, John Amos. Uh, I mean, they're all coming back. And this time, uh, Akeem and Simi have to come back to America because he, he, he might have a long lost son. 
what happened there. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. But I mean, like I said, I, I definitely think Eddie Murphy is making a good comeback. Um, you know, when I saw when I saw the trailer for Dolomite, I was like, oh, come on, what is this guy doing? People said, no, check it out. He's almost like the Eddie Murphy old. And, and really, he is. I mean, he did a phenomenal job in it. Watch him again, you know, when he hosted Saturday Night Live a few weeks back. I think he did a phenomenal job. And I'm definitely going to check it out. I did leave a couple of movies off this list. I think probably the most glaring one is, uh, you know, and I think it's I think it's in October or November. Um, Marvel's uh, The Eternals is coming out. <sighs> again, it's a Marvel film. I'm probably going to check it out. But I don't know. I, I, I feel, especially with Marvel... I feel I'm getting a little bit of fatigue with it. You know, I put in my 10 years, you know, with the, with the uh, Infinity War, the Infinity Saga. Yeah, they're going to be going forward. I don't know. Maybe I'll see it. Maybe I won't. I don't really know. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Uh, stuff You Don't Need to Know podcast is there. I post pictures about the stuff that I talk about. I will throw up a poll there. Uh, let me know. Hey, what films are you excited to see in 2020? This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.